This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners just like you. If you have the means and you'd like to contribute, click on the link in the show description to go to my supporter page. Once you're there, it's completely up to you how much you'd like to give. There's no minimum and no maximum and no ongoing charges. Enjoy this episode and thanks for listening to The Saturday Quiz. This is the Saturday Quiz. Thanks for listening. My name's John Leary, and as host of this podcast, I'm going to ask the 10 questions from the quiz in the Saturday paper, and my guests are going to try and supply the answers. This week, coming up with the answers is something of a reversal of what my guests usually do. (laughs) One of them normally asks the questions on their quiz show, Win the Week, and the other investigates the puzzles and enigmas on their Finding series of podcasts, the third season of which sees the podcast transform into a web series. Welcome to the show, Alex Lee and Alexi Toliopoulos. Wow, thank Hello. you so much. Hi, you two. Thank you so much for joining me. Is this the first time you've had guests where one guest's first name is the other guest's full name? <laughs> Alex Lee and... <laughs> Alexi, yeah, it probably is. Like yeah. off the top of my head, I can't think of another one. I would hope so. It might be a bit strange otherwise. You could be Johnny Lee Ree as well, so we could all get into <laughs> a family affair. Yeah. It's so nice having you both on the show. Alex, Win the Week has just finished its second season on the ABC. That's right. Yep, we're all wrapped up now. Yeah. You could still watch it. I mean, it gets less relevant as the weeks go on. But if you're like, I want to hear some jokes about something that was in the news two months ago, it's all on I of you. Yeah, that's fine. I, I haven't thought of that. But, uh, yeah, it's a little bit like this, maybe not quite so much, but it does feel like people listen or watch on the day mm. to that show and to this podcast. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there there would be a lot got out of re-watching. Did you, you think, think this podcast <laughs> rewards an archival listen? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe I'm not sure. The, the podcast that does reward an archival listen is uh, wow. the Finding series. Very good. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I have just finished. I hadn't listened to these before uh, having... Alexi Toliopoulos on the show. Finding Drago, I literally finished probably an hour ago. Wow. So you're kind I of bathing just... in the euphoria of uh, finishing off a fantastic investigation of gargantuan I, I am. And you, you might be saying that with a level of mirth, but I genuinely am reveling in oh, wow. what is, I think, an extraordinary series. Oh, For my listeners, so can you explain? So the, the first season of the podcast was called Finding Drago, and that was about... That was about a bizarre Rocky IV spin-off novel about Ivan Drago, the villain of Rocky IV. Someone out there in the world wrote a book that humanised this character and made him like this living, breathing guy, and I had to find out who that author was because they said their name was Todd Noy. He was an Australian sports writer, won the Pulitzer Prize, and then he went missing. People presumed that he was dead, but then I found a copy of this book and it was brand new and somehow it was signed by him. So I knew that he was out there in the world somewhere and I had to find him. Wow. And you can't even anticipate the twists and turns that (laughs) this podcast takes. I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm a gog. It's like Johnny has like time travelled to 2019. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have. You yeah, have. Yeah, and sorry. It's like, I really yeah, have. It was a really nice time in my life. Yeah, Johnny doesn't know this. about COVID yet. <laughs> Oh gosh. Just, yeah, yeah. He's just living wait, in a world where hits. finding Drago is the most exciting thing. <laughs> so that's your first one. You've also got Finding Desperado, which mm-hmm. is a podcast as well. And Alex Lee actually is in Finding Desperado. No, I was lucky enough to get to do some voices in Finding Desperado. So oh, brilliant. That, wow. That See, I didn't even know to. that. So you're with two members yeah. of the Finding family right now. <laughs> wow. Well, I'm, I feel honoured. And now... Finding Jesus. Where can people find that? So, Finding Jesus is a new YouTube series. You can find it on YouTube.com. It can also be accessed by logging into FindingJesus.com and following the hyperlinks to the videos there, if that's easier. Uh, But it's kind of like a documentary, comedy, investigative, mystery hybrid show where me and my comedy partner, Cameron James, try to find out if this weird Kanye West game was a recruitment tool for a new age cult of ascensionists. So it's all real. It's really crazy. I it's know so that it sounds insane it's what so I'm saying. Good. It's so it's good. It's really crazy. <laughs> now, on this season of the podcast, I've been asking my guests if they have a favourite piece of trivia. Do either of you have a favourite piece of trivia? Oh, yeah. I got Alexi's one got locked some... and loaded. This is <laughs> okay. one that I don't know if it is true, but has fascinated me for years. But Good. on the IMDb trivia page, and IMDb trivia, there's no sources. It could be made up. Who who knows? It could not be real. Yeah. So I've never been yeah. able to verify this one. But I am fascinated by it, and it may prove to be subject for investigation for me in the future. But the Dana Carvey star vehicle, the Master of Disguise, there's a factoid on that trivia page that says during the filming of the infamous Turtle Club scene where he is dressed as a turtle trying to get into a place called the Turtle Club, he's deemed not turtly enough for the Turtle Club. They say they filmed that scene on the morning of 9-11 and they had to take a minute <laughs> silence when they got the news on set about what had happened. So in, it is possible that perhaps out there in this world in history, Dana Carvey heard about one of the great atrocities of all, all time dressed as a turtle. <laughs> and it's, it's an amazing costume as well. If you're listening right now, look wow. Dana Carvey turtle. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's a great bit of trivia. Whether whether it's true or not, I don't even care. You need that to is, find out. That's brilliant. Wow. What yeah. about you, Alex? Do well, you have a favourite piece I, of trivia? I had an interesting piece of trivia from one of my new neighbours who I live across the road from and is a teacher. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he told me, I, don't, I think apropos of nothing as well, I think we were just watching the kids on the swings. And he was like, did you know that the amount of time that passed between when Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex were alive, which was like 60, 70 million years, is the same amount of time between the Tyrannosaurus Rex and us. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. So we yeah. always assume they're all together, but... Yeah, they're, the, well, they're hanging out together in cartoons yeah. and stuff. Wow. But no, wow. And that's about the same amount of time between Avatar 1 and the <laughs> release of Avatar 2 later this year. Yeah. Yeah, they are different eras, yes. Yeah, Avatar uh, Steg and Avatar, <laughs> Avatar T-Rex. <laughs> well, they are two brilliant pieces of trivia, very different. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Alex Lee and Alexi Toliopoulos. We're going to start with question number one. And that is, 
By population, what is Germany's second largest city? Wow. Oh. Gosh, well. A bit of a... Bit of a uh, interesting one. I'm presuming well, Berlin might be the most populous city. That's right. That is a good pre- certainly pre- filled assumption. With the most Australians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people uh, from sure. Melbourne probably there. So maybe <laughs> yeah. is Melbourne the, se- the second most populous city? <laughs> uh, no, it's still definitely in oh. within Germany's border. Okay. Um, I mean, my friend lives in Hamburg, and when I went, there was quite a lot of people there. Yeah, and to be honest. Not sure if I could name another German city. So <laughs> well, that's there's no need because Hamburg is the right answer. Oh, thank gosh. Yes. I thank was here about to ask is Dunker. Dusseldorf in freaking Germany? I've got no idea. Oh, that's, it is. Wow. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's good, but it's not the second most populous. My father is a like, well-renowned professor of geography, so my rebellious nature in life led me to never <laughs> learn anything about the world and wow. the cities that are populated. I don't know any of that stuff. Was your dad, like, always trying to tell you about capital yeah. cities and you're like, don't want to like, I don't want to know. I don't, stop telling me. Telling me interesting uh, things about cultures from around the world and how they relate to their land mass. I'm like, yeah, Pops, I don't give a shit, dude. I don't care about this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, where are some weird movies that I can watch? <laughs> That's all I care about. Do you have a guess for what might the third most populous city Ooh. be? Probably Dusseldorf. Dusseldorf. Yes. Dusseldorf, <laughs> an option? It's not, unfortunately. Okay. It's Munich. Oh, oh Munich. Of course, Steven yeah. Spielberg, 2005. I should have known. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. A little film reference for you. Uh, so, yes, Berlin is the biggest at three and a half million. And Hamburg comes in at number two with 1.8 million people. There we go. Gosh. All right, question number two. Andrew McDonald is the head coach of which Australian national sports team? Ooh, Andrew McDonald. Andrew Mm. McDonald. It's a very Anglo name. Uh Uh-huh. So that makes me think probably not soccer. Yeah, I was going to say. Probably not culture. It's not soccer or football. (laughs) Cross that off. Okay, what else do we have? Cricket and yeah. rugby type sports? Rugby? Mm. Yeah. I haven't heard they them. are both sports that, mm-hmm. that have national teams. You're right. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. I haven't heard um, the name before. You're okay, not familiar with yes. his name? He was appointed as assistant coach mm-hmm. earlier this year. No, sorry. In 2019, he was appointed as assistant coach of this team. But earlier this year, he was appointed interim head coach. <gasps> And then a few months later, appointed to the the position of actual head wow. coach. Wow! Congratulations, mm-hmm. Andrew. So that's a little clue for you if you have maybe been paying attention to any any of the sports. I will tell you, you have said the answer. Wow! Can we get wow. it cor- as correct then? Do you? Well, <laughs> you've said, but you've said <laughs> a couple of answers. Is it, so. cricket, okay. is it cricket then? Maybe there cricket. was some sort of scandal. Yes. Maybe the head yeah. coach had to resign because he put a cricket ball up his bum or something. Oh, my <laughs> Lord, a cricket quite ball that, up his sure. bum. I've, now I've heard this story. I remember it. <laughs> I think I saw a video of it. <laughs> well, well, I wasn't. Uh, the former coach was Justin Langer, and just to be clear, he, as far as I'm aware, mm. has not put a cricket ball up his bum, and that's not why he resigned <laughs> from being the head coach of the Australian national cricket team. I don't think there'd be a rule against that, do you? Do you think there's one written <laughs> yeah. down? 
He shouldn't have been fired, in my opinion. I don't think it's, it's that It's probably bad. not in the spirit of the game. As they... Justice for Justin. Yeah. Okay. So, yes, Justin Langer was the coach. It is now Andrew McDonald. Question number three. In the traditional nursery rhyme, Two Little Dicky Birds, what are the names of the birds sitting on the wall? Um, uh, is it Do you know Peter that little song? Paul? Peter and Paul? Two little dicky birds sitting on the pole. One named Peter, sitting one named... On yeah. Sitting on the pole? Yeah. Sitting on the pole. Sitting in the pole. Sitting in the pole. Arguing about who owns... <laughs> yes. <laughs> one named Peter and one named Paul. Very well done. What happens who at the came? end? Who what got a, that one? What a cliffhanger. Alexi got it. You don't sing it to your child, Alex? Two little dicky birds. <laughs> No, Alex really sings it to me when we catch up. I do. It's what calms me down before a show. It does. <laughs> <laughs> do you know it? You don't know it, Alex. Oh, it's ringing a vague bell, but I couldn't tell you what happens next. Because you do I'm that with your fingers. Two little your fingers birds. are the two little dicky birds sitting on the wall. One named Peter, and you wiggle that yeah. one. One named Paul, and you wiggle the other. And then you go, fly away, Peter, and you put it behind yeah. your back or... or Somewhere, fly away, Paul. Come back, Peter. Come back, Paul. It's not. It's, it's, it's not one very... of the most beautiful songs of all time, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's not not really a lesson in that one, is it? No, there's there's no lesson. And in fact, it wasn't Peter and Paul in the original in the Mother Goose's Melody, published oh. in 1765. The names were from other, another nursery rhyme. Do you know what they might be? Mm, Miss Muffet and her Tuffets, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were, in fact, they were Jack and Jill. Oh, oh wow. of course, from up so on the hill. So two little dicky birds sitting on the wall, one named Jack, one named Jill. Trying wow. to get the Must have been some wall. real fucked up old British accent that made that work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something really perverted. <laughs> uh, so, but yes, they seem to have changed to Peter and Paul after the Apostles sometime in the 19th mm, century. The original wow. Dickie Birds. We love those <laughs> Apostles. We love them. <laughs> Question number four Kelly Bayer Rosmarin is the chief executive of which Australian company? Wow, okay. Well, you've got two people Ooh. that are obsessed with CEO culture on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> My gosh, we absolutely yeah. love CEOs and we follow them all intently and root for our favourites. That's right. Yeah. When that 30 and- under 30 comes out, it's like Oscars <laughs> night for me and Alexi. <laughs> we get together and we just go, oh, my gosh, I hope that." Um, what was her name? Rebecca Gaysbert or something? Kelly. We hope that she makes it Kelly Bayer Rosmarin. Kelly Gayabrosmanus, we think they're (laughs) awesome. (laughs) No, I reckon this would be a question on your show, Alex, had your show been going on this coming week. Oh, well, that's a shame. Gosh, can we get in contact with the writers? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, Bayer is the middle name. Is is it a family business and is she the CEO of Bayer? No, she, Damn it, that would have it good. is not a family business okay. as far as I'm aware. And is, her name bears no kind of relationship to the company. No clue. But in the, the name. company has been in 
Oh, the news. Okay. Would I be Somewhat. perhaps embroiled in this if I were a customer <gasps> of a telecommunications network that has screwed oh. my identity, perhaps? That is exactly what we're after. Okay. So, Kelly Bayer Rosmarin is the chief executive of... Optus Networks. That is correct. Wow. She, yeah. Okay. Well done, so Alexi. she is my enemy. Currently, I'm in a suit with this person. I don't know if I can speak on them. I have. <laughs> wow. Are you are you an Optus cu- customer? Uh, yeah. On a technicality, you have yes. Been? I am currently, but I am also trying to join a class action suit, so I don't know yes. if I can say anything. Well, right. well actually, it's actually it's my mother's account. I'll be honest, it's my mother's account, so I'm... Right. Uh, you know, I'm just in support, but I'm also in an underling in that account. So I think I might be. <laughs> okay, leaving that to one side, let's move on to question number five. <laughs> what was the profession of the inventor of the electric chair? Was it, this is a multiple choice, Ooh. was it A, or do you know? Ooh. Do you know what the profession was? Um, I think I have an inkling. What's your inkling before my, I give you the options? My inkling is that they were in the dental industry. They were dentists. This is incredible. You're correct. <gasps> before even getting the options, yeah. The the options were A, a prison warder, B, a doctor, C, a dentist, or D, army general. And you're correct. Wow. It was a de- he was a dentist. That's, and that's why I've not Alexa, been in five years. you're a deep well of knowledge. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you, Alex, have just come from I the just, dentist. I have just come from the dentist. He, he offered me. He's like, do you want a little zap? And I said, no. <laughs> I got to go do a podcast. And he said, all right. Uh, your choice. <laughs> he started unbuckling me and it was fine. <laughs> so, yes, Alfred P. Southwick or Southwick wow. was the uh, designer, was the inventor of the electric chair. What a guy. Imagine he must have just had been looking at people down in the chair and going, I could kill them. <laughs> oh, no, I'd this love would to so see easy. them squirm with electricity so right coursing now. through their brain. I'd love to see that happen. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that goes some way to explaining why... It's a chair mm. because you're right. He was looking at people in his dentist chair and going, oh, it'd be so easy to <laughs> electrocute them right now. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why he, when he designed it, he came up with the idea of it, he put it in a chair rather than, you know, as they had been killing people by uh, hanging them mm. where you're, you're kind of upright, I guess. Yeah, that guy was not a dentist that invented the hanging, I don't think. <laughs> it, might, it actually no, might that... predate dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Well done. I have why, no idea how I knew that. that? Little... I have no idea yeah. how I knew yeah. that. It's something that has just been stuck in my head, I guess. Mm. It's just been sitting around in your brain. Just in a dark recess, eating I a sandwich, finally, and then it hurt. Finally it. came of use and it in, jumped uh, up. on this podcast. Has anyone ever slumdog millionaired this podcast before where their <laughs> life led them to knowing every answer to this in some way? There have been uh, often, well, not often, but there have been a few guests who have come on and gone, oh, but, like had a personal relationship to a few of the questions. Wow. But yeah, certainly not. 
Not all of the questions. But, well, let's but, yeah. see. Maybe we can keep it going. <laughs> Maybe we can keep it going. <laughs> We're going to have to take a quick little break first, but we'll be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to the Saturday Quiz. I'm joined today by Alex Lee and Alexi Toliopoulos. Here we are with question number six. In text messages, what does... I-C-Y-M-I stand for. Oh, my God. I-C-Y-M-I? Yeah, it, it sort of yeah. works better with your... Oh, yeah, Alex, you've got it. Ikimi. In case you missed it. Oh, yeah. in case you missed it. <laughs> Sorry, did you say Ikimi? Yeah, I was saying it out loud. I was Ikimi. like, Ikimi. Are you, Is that- like it was a, a Greek word? <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang on, that I know this one too. <laughs> I write icky me all the time. Yeah, icky me, icky me. In case you missed it, yeah. Oh, of course. That's it. Yeah, great. Yeah. How did pretty, you know that? Pretty easy one. Because I've seen it a million times. What do you mean? <laughs> so like you slumdog this too. Someone has known that you've known the information before going in. Whoa! Whoa! Wow! Yeah, Everything in a your co- life combined slumdog. <laughs> yeah, it annoys me when I see it sometimes when like news articles write it. Like uh, sometimes like ABC will do it on the Instagram. Like in case you missed it, it's like, well, I missed it. Yeah. Let me miss it. <laughs> yeah, let let us miss some. I things. didn't need it. Yeah, that's true. All right, question number seven: <laughs> King Charles the Third's first official speech as British monarch featured the line. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. The flights line is from which Shakespeare play? And there's a bonus point for naming the character that spoke the line. Oh, my gosh. I thought his first speech as king was, get this stupid ink out of the way, which I'm going to say, get this stupid ink out of the way. (laughs) It's so good. Oh. Goodness me, that's funny. That was um, I'm trying to think May which... flights of angels. Angels. Sing thee to thy rest. Well, of course, Shakespeare, mm. one of the world's greatest writers, <clears throat> known for writing many plays that have been adapted into films and songs yes. and other certainly, ephemera in this Certainly the, this play has been adapted into film several times. Several oh. times. A Romeo several plus times. Juliet, perhaps. <laughs> I, I would say it's been turned into a film more often than Romeo and Juliet. Wow. Well, then my guess would be a play that I shall only refer to as the Scottish play. Oh, no, it's not that one either. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if that rule applies to podcasting or not, if we were allowed to say those <laughs> words on a podcast. I, I, I mean, I tend to avoid saying it just whenever case. I can. It is a performance. No. Just in all. case. I you, am do in you character have, right, right now. Here's like my question. Have you okay. been in this play? Have I been in this play? No, never. Mm. Is it Hamlet? 
It is Hamlet. Yeah, because wow. there's a big saying in theatre, Johnny Leary will never do Hamlet. So that's <laughs> John Leary? No, he'll, he'll <laughs> never be in not. Hamlet. Um, it is in Hamlet. So do you know who might say it? Mufasa? <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen one version of Hamlet, but I won't say which one. Uh, would it have been who? I mean, it'll be talking about someone dying. Yep. Was it uh, Hamlet? Was it so Hamlet, Hamlet doesn't it, say it. Oh, is he a guy's oh, was name it, or is um, it a little place? Uh, what <laughs> is Hamlet a guy or a place? It's a guy's I name. don't know. It's both, but okay. but in the play, it's the guy's name. Yeah, his okay. name's Anthony Hamlet. <laughs> Uh, would it be Ophelia? No. No. Because she's already dead at this point. Yeah, but other Which, people died before her. Yeah, sure. This is in Act 5, That's Scene wrong. 2. It's wrong. an animal in the Serengeti, what animal would they be? <laughs> yes, excellent clue. Okay, if they were an animal in the Serengeti, oh, see, it doesn't really... Well, because the Lion King sort of switches halfway through to be... a. To be more the Henry place, mm. um, Henry the Fourth. Uh. So oh, wow. by this point in Lion King, it's it's no it's longer Hamlet. Damn it! Um, so it's not so Alex. I may not mom's? be helpful. It's not Sarabi. Yes, <laughs> is it Zazu? Um, <laughs> <laughs> shush! It is. So it's no. It's I want to get the perfect run so far. <laughs> well, I think it'd be like uh, what what are his what are his mates? Uh, Pumba, Timon and Pumba. Timon, it'd be. Oh, is it either... Rosencrantz? No. Gildenstern? Gildenstern? No, it's, it's a much closer friend. Oh. It's his, like. Nala? It's his best friend. <laughs> yeah, it's the Nala character. I think we should get it for Nala. Is it, is it a real person's name in the world? Like, would I be able to meet someone on the street called this name? Or is their name, like, Trabilzium it'd be, or something? Is it Claude- it'd be, um, Is there a Claudius? There, there is, is a Claudius, there, but, but that's his but uncle he's, or something. Uh, that's oh, his, damn it. Yeah, that's um, Scar. It is. It starts with H. It also starts with H. Oh. And Hamburger? He, Horatio? He, Horatio is the right answer. Wow. Yeah. Because the ratio is kind of with him all the time, and and this is when Hamlet dies. So it's Act Five, Scene Two, the end of the play, basically. Uh. And Hamlet is lying there in his arms, and he says, "Flights of angels, sing thee to thy rest." Wow, for a small bribe, would you be willing to cut out every instance of the Lion King so it would appear that we knew the answer straight away? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) All right, question number eight. 20 years after being the first winner of American Idol, who last month received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame? Wow, I know this one immediately. And I have slumdogged my way right here because I know their name is uttered in the movie The 40-Year-Old Virgin by one... Steve Carell, as he's getting his chest waxed, it is Kelly Clarkson. Kelly. <laughs> that is such a weird reference. I love it. Wow, does he? When he's getting waxed. He, he gets his chest out- waxed, and as his nipple gets waxed off, he's like, oh, Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> well... She now has a star on the Hollywood wow. Walk of Fame. Deserves. I don't think it's related to that, but... Maybe. 
Yeah, every every had person that he mentioned in that scene got a hologram. Now has a star. <laughs> the fame star, yeah. All right, question number nine. What flavour is the liqueur Cointreau? Ooh. Oh. Cointreau is-, is a delicious orange flavour, is it not? It is. Wow. Yeah. You, you, you are correct. It, it is orange-flavoured. Delicious. Do you partake in a... Uh... Oh, yeah. A contra milk every night before bed. <laughs> yes. It conjures the most fascinating dreams. It's a great way to nod off at the end of the evening. <laughs> what drink is... Contra is, like, used in, like, one cocktail. Like, a very famous cocktail, isn't it? I feel it's like I've bought it before it... and then never drunk it again. Yeah. Well, Contro A Negroni? It might be a Negroni because Contro being an orange liqueur is called uh, triple sec, and mm-hmm. triple sec is used in uh, a lot of cocktails. I know it from um, margaritas. That's what I thought. I thought it was a margarita ah, ingredient. Yeah. A margarita. So tequila, triple sec, and lime juice is a margarita. Delicious. <laughs> I might go have one. Yeah, I think we all should. All right, final question. Question number 10. Here we go. Which two five-letter words, meaning a teacher or instructor and a common type of fish, are anagrams of each other? Oh. Okay. It's a bit, okay. It's a bit complex to yeah. hold so two, in your head. Two anagrams. God, this would one, be psych if we knew teacher. the answer straight away. Uh, oh, <laughs> I'll have you know it's groupers. <laughs> Five letters. Five letters. Five letters. All right. And they're anagrams of each other. Should we start with, do we know more words for teachers or do we know more types of fish? Um, let's maybe <laughs> start with teachers. Both are heads of schools, though. That makes sense. Fish are schools. Ah, and so nice. Lovely. What um, about teach? That's a common name for a teacher. Teach. That's got. That's five. And teach. Okay. Um, um, what about I'm- tutor? T-U-T-O-R. Tutor. That'll give us. That's trout. That's good. Is trout. <gasps> trout. Tutor and it. trout. They're the answers. Wow. Holy crap. Very well done. Has My this podcast gosh. gone long enough for you? Yeah, no. Because this has gone we got long. the answers so quickly. You got a couple of the world's smartest brainiacs on the podcast today. They could <laughs> rush through the quiz in a moment's notice. Yeah. Give us another one. I wish I had another 10 (laughs) questions for you both. You guys did do very well. That that is true. I I think you nearly did slumdog millionaire the whole the whole thing. It's all in there. We kind of did. I did eat trout earlier this week. Maybe that's how I knew the (gasps) answer straight away. Did someone teach you to eat trout? Like your tutor? Oh no, she wasn't my tutor. My mother (laughs) did teach me how to eat it. So it is a primal memory of my life. It is. Okay, we're going to take one last break. We'll be back in a minute. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.
Alex Lee, Alexi Toliopoulos, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute joy having you both. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah. And people people can remind my listeners where they can find either the podcast or the web series. What do you call it now? A web series. Web series. Video podcast. Video. We just call it web series, video series, docu-series, I like to call it because it sounds more well, proper and professional. Oh, yeah, it sounds more professional. Um, yeah. You can find the podcast series Finding Drago and Finding Desperado in most podcast apps, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, the ABC Listen app, if that's what you choose to use. Um, but you can also find Finding Jesus, the latest adventure and mystery investigation from Cameron James and I, on YouTube. You can look it up, Finding Jesus, or on the Grouse House YouTube channel. Excellent. And you're both also findable and searchable and followable on Twitter and Instagram. You bet. I yeah. love to use those. Sure. Betcha. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Saturday Quiz. I certainly had a lot of fun making it. Thanks to my guests this week, Alex Lee and Alexi Toliopoulos. Alex's neighbour is absolutely correct about Stegosaurus and Tyrannosaurus Rex existing millennia apart. Stegosaurus were around during the Jurassic period between 156 to 144 million years ago and the T-Rex was a menace during the Cretaceous period which is only 67 to 65 million years ago. Unfortunately, however, I have to burst Lexi's bubble as to the truth of his Dana Carvey turtle scene fact. The film, The Master of Disguise, was actually in pre-production on September 11, so they weren't even shooting at all that day. There is a small piece of truth to it, though. When filming commenced two weeks later, they did shoot that scene first, and the director started the day with a little speech and a moment of reflection for all the cast and crew, which means that Dana Carvey was most likely dressed as a turtle. Thank you to Cindy MacDonald for writing the quiz. My name's John Leary, and I'll have more questions for you same time next week.